a working mom of a toddler and an elementary school kid. And I'm Claire, a mom of two boys also in elementary school, and I also work full-time. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of our careers, Hey, Middle of Everything Nation, this is Claire coming at you. I am so excited about today's episode uh, for a couple reasons. But first of all, our guest today is Abby Mashunkashe. She is a really talented communicator. Uh, She's worked as a web editor, a writer. She's done some photography. She's even organized a literary festival, you guys. But But maybe most importantly, she's one of my favorite humans on the planet. So I'm really excited that we get to talk to her today. Abby currently works in the nonprofit world where she promotes the work of visual and literary artists around the Tulsa community and does an amazing job at that. She's also a mom and uh, has recently written an article about medical marijuana. So last year, uh, Oklahoma became one of, I don't know, 20-something states that has legalized marijuana in some way, shape, or form. Uh, here in Oklahoma, it's um, medicinal. So with a authorization from your doctor, you can go get a card that allows you to purchase uh, medical marijuana. So you know, what that means if you're a parent, what, you know, whatever you choose is, is you do you, right? But what it means is that it's generally more accessible. And also, um, maybe when your kids are not with you, whether they're maybe teenagers and out on their own, or if you've got younger kids like Sarah and I do, and they're over at a, at a friend's house, how do we talk to our kids in a way that equips them to stay safe? in an age appropriate way? How do we, you know, talk to them about what's happening in the world around them and what what's new and what's different and what's changing? And how do we do it in a way that makes us all feel, you know, comfortable and like we've got a handle on the situation? So we decided it, you know, it made sense. I loved that um, Abby took sort of an investigative reporter mom approach here and, and wrote this article, which hopefully will raise awareness and maybe have some light bulb moments, generate some light bulb moments for a lot of parents. But also we wanted to talk about it. We wanted to give a platform for, you know, us all to learn something maybe along the way. All that to say, we definitely tried to keep it professional. Uh, yeah, man, this was, this episode's just all about learning and asking questions. I certainly learned some new things. I hope you do too. Uh, but we just, man, we had a really good time talking to Abby. We had definitely, it's us, so there are definitely some laughs to be had along the way for sure. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at TMOE Podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye. All right. Hello, everybody. Claire and I are here with Abby Mashankashe. Hi, Hi, Abby. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. I'm really impressed with your pronunciation of my last name right off the bat. I've heard it a little. I'm really impressed with your food spread. <laughs> we're we're going to Instagram this, but Abby presented us upon arrival with a full, like, charcuterie board and blueberries. and blueberries and wine it i mean it's amazing what i can do in a half a day with no children and no work. Yeah. 
<laughs> Abby took the day off. Um, today was a storm day. Yeah. And um, when is this going to post? Not really Tuesday. Sure. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Are the flood sirens going to go off? Maybe. Maybe. So, good to know. We might have to pause mm-hmm. recording for flood sirens. Um, yeah. So, I'll say I've been trying to interview Abby on the podcast for a very long time. <laughs> We, we really wanted to do the interview on 420, and I, schedule would not allow well, it. Well, I just, I have been actively, like, like running through, like, a series of topics with you. I feel like every time, you know, we chat, I'm like, what about this? Can we talk about this? Do this. Like, let me put a microphone in front of your face. And this perfect opportunity presented itself because you did this really cool thing, which was write this article for a parenting publication about medical marijuana in Oklahoma and... I mean, we're not the only state. We didn't invent it. Um, and I think it's really interesting. Your take on it from a parenting perspective and things to think about for parents, I think was really interesting. So thanks for being here. So I had previously for a very long time, like 10 years almost, worked for this local parenting publication that's really great. And the editor is very progressive and really, I think, brings information to the community that is um, really important. And she does a really good job of doing that. Most of her stuff is based upon things that are happening in public education. I feel like that's really her charge. And so this made a lot of sense to discuss with her because, as you both know, I think all of Oklahoma was kind of shocked and slightly amused. Because last July, um, 57% of Oklahomans voted to approve State Question 788, which legalized the use of medical marijuana in Oklahoma. Which, if any of you know anything about Oklahoma, um, this was not... Well, first of all, for me, it was not necessarily priority, because we have a lot of other things happening, but also kind of like a a bonus pass, where it was like, (laughs) okay, like... You know, this is this yeah. is happening here, and this is a really good thing, and also shocking. And then it kind of continued to shock and awe of how we're really lax compared to a lot of other mm-hmm. states that pass medical and how it also easy. really quickly rolled out. I felt like yes, too. Right? That's what I was surprised at how fast they turned around. And I know they're maybe still working a little bit of the, uh, and you can tell us more about this. Some of the you know kind of rules and regulations as far as that goes, but. Really, yeah, within a few months, or right? I felt like it was hit it's the street, like, <laughs> literally. It's like the only thing in Oklahoma that's passed easily. Right. Is our new norm. Mm-hmm. And um, there are dispensaries popping up everywhere. Everywhere. And, um, yeah, in fact, uh, there's 150 licensed dispensaries yeah. um, distributing, and that's in Tulsa County. Really? Yes. That's crazy, right? So, so I have two thoughts about that. Number one, I I was very shocked when it passed. To be honest, oh, I mean, yeah. um, for our listeners out of state, it still probably is going to be a surprise. Oklahoma's very red. I mm-hmm. think we just sent our first Democrat to Washington and from Ever. Oklahoma City from like a bajillion years. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and if you, I realize not all Republicans have a strong anti-marijuana stance, but generally speaking, I feel like. Um, conservatives, which our state is highly conservative, uh, tend to lean towards um, anti-marijuana mm-hmm. or not legalizing marijuana. Okay, that said, my husband had an interesting take on it, which is that he thinks Oklahoma's always had kind of a libertarian bent to it, and that this very much falls into that category of like, don't take my guns, don't tell me what I can and can't do, 
okay, asterisk women's rights, but we can bookmark that <laughs> for a different episode. But um, yeah, this idea that don't tell that, me what to do. Exactly, yeah. that there's this in my home angle to it that really helped kind of push it over the finish mm-hmm. line. So that was like observation number one, and then observation number two is exactly what Abby said. Like it happened so fast, you guys. When we voted to have like wine in the grocery store. It took like a year and a half to make that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we voted to legalize medical marijuana and it was like a couple months, I feel like. And like yeah, things were rolling. It took so. like nine months to get those two rows and Trader Joe's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the wine. Finally. But yes. now you can literally go to any strip mall and walk right in with a card. You have to get your card first. Sure. We'll go into that. But yeah, it's, I mean, no joke. Every corner. It is more. everywhere. And my children... Um, you know, like all of us ask all the questions and they want to know like, what does this mean? How is this happening? And I feel like not to compare, um, marijuana with guns. I am not doing that, but you know, we have the gun conversations. Mm -hmm. We have the safety conversations on all things. We have the alcohol conversations. They very much know like what they can and cannot have. I mean, you know, to be completely honest, my children know what glasses I drink alcohol from and they know that that's off limits. Sure. Like they'll stop and be like, can I have a drink of this? You know, yeah. and I'll be like, yeah. yeah. Or no. Right. <laughs> but even coffee, you know, mm-hmm. like we have those conversations. My um, now seven-year-old, as of yesterday, um, is kind of this crazy foodie and loves the smell of coffee mm-hmm. and like kind of wants me to order her a decaf <laughs> because she loves it. And... Um, so, you know, her especially, like, we have to talk about about all of those things. But what we hadn't talked about and what I hadn't expect to have to talk about was was marijuana. Yeah. Or my new favorite term, medicinal herb. Medicinal nice. herb. There you go. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, just like anything else, it's up on billboards. So so if you, if you think, like, maybe I can just not talk to my kid about it. Like my, or does my kid even know? Well, first of all, I think it probably depends on your kid, right? right? And on their age. But I will say, like, generally speaking, it's, like, in the zeitgeist. So if your kid is listening to NPR with you, guess what? They know. If your kid watches the news with you in the evening, or if your kid is maybe a little bit older and chatting at school with their friends, or if your kid can read billboards as you're driving down the hallway, hallway highway, then they probably know, right? And so this kind of is like maybe one of, we don't have a lot of what I would call like ethos of this podcast, (laughs) but I would say one of them is like sort of forthrightness and just like Mm -hmm. the idea of like giving our kids a little bit of credit. And and the question is not should we, um, usually it's not should we discuss it, it's like how do we discuss it? Because they are little humans they're aware, they're situationally aware, mm. and um, Well, okay. and I think right now, what, what I'm seeing, and I hope this sort of flushes itself out over the years, once this isn't just the hot new ticket in town, right, is it, it is on every billboard. I mean, I was driving into town from Oklahoma City today on the highway, and it was, I mean, every other billboard, basically, was some kind of, you know, some kind of dispensary ad with varying levels of, you know, well, taste one, but you know, just like there's a, there's a dispensary right uh, on a street near my son's school that we drive by all the time. And we're driving past it one day and he's like, mom, what's Dr. Green? (laughs) I was, I mean, I, at that moment I was not in the mood to have the conversation and I kind of wanted to wait for this podcast. (laughs) So I was like, I don't know. I've never been in there. Like just not (laughs) not doing it at that moment. But 
Yeah, I mean, he can he can read the signs, he can read the billboards, and they're everywhere. Well, and, you know, I have a background in marketing and communications, and what I take issue with is that most of those billboards are super kid-centric in regards yes. to who they're trying to apparently reach. I mean, like, specifically, there's one, there's just Treehouse I was just thinking of the same one. And I have not been in there. I do not know anything about their business. But I do know that their billboard is somewhere my kids want to be. Like, yeah. they want to go to the treehouse. Mm-hmm. They want to go to, there's another one with a really cute, lovable-looking cow on it. And they want to go to the farm. I mean, and so, instead of shying away from ignoring it, my parenting style very much is like, all right, let's let's have that conversation because I want your first touch point about these issues to be from me. Right. Because I want, I want to give you information that is correct and then you can move forward in your decision-making process and growth with the correct information and also have an opportunity to maybe correct your peers as well. Um, so do you remember the first conversation you had with either one of your kids about it? Well, again, going back to the like marketing and branding and packaging of most um, specifically like edible um, medicinal herb is, um, I mean, we got gummies. We got suckers. We got chocolate. I got a nine-year-old who loves all of those things. Mm-hmm. And um, 50% of the time is going to ask me if he can eat it. Yeah. And whether or whether or not Only that's... Only 50%? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like yeah. pending like how close in proximity we are to each mm-hmm. other. But, um, you know, whether or whether or not it's in my home, I can guarantee you it's going to be in some other home that he goes into. Right. And um, I do ask those parents those sort of questions. Um, I haven't started asking, like, do you have edibles? And if you do, are they locked up? Are they far away? Like, um, so, so that's, that's the first conversation that I had with the kids. And it was after just like researching, like Oklahoma has nothing online yet about ways to talk to your kids about it. Mm -hmm. But luckily, like Oregon does, Colorado does, Mm -hmm. California does, and you can kind of pull from those. So I I read those, and basically the best advice was they know what the THC sign looks like. Mm. Oh, that's smart. Does everything have to be labeled that way? Is that that part of the procedure? Correct. Okay. So, like, even, like, um, little lozenges or something, if you look really hard, you'll see the – it's like a diamond with an exclamation point and then THC underneath it. So I just kind of told them, you know, there's candy out there that is not good for you Mm -hmm. yet. Like this is not something that kids are supposed to have. This is very much like caffeine. And here's what it looks like, you know. So I just showed them what the sign looks like. And you always need to look and see what that is. And just in general, ask before you eat, you know, Mm -hmm. like. So how does that work if you have a card and you go to a dispensary what kind of packaging, I mean, is it in, I mean, you know, the, the, the I guess the, what we've have passed here in the state is it's a prescription kind of basically, right? Like you get a prescription and then you get a card and that allows you to go in the dispensary and buy whatever you want. Is that correct? Am I saying it right? Yeah. And the okay. packaging, I mean, it, it is very, it's just like any other form of medicine. Okay. I mean, it's packaged such that kids are not supposed to be able to get into it. Gotcha. And I should preface all of this by saying that any research I've done has been for kids 10 and younger. Yeah. Right. I don't even want to cross. Like, I mean, a 12 year old is going to get into just about anything that they, that they want, want yeah. to get into. <laughs> right. And also just like the difference of awareness that a 14 year old is going to have now than a five year old. Like, in, you know, when that five year old now is 14, who knows what they're going to think about. 
Yeah. Like medicinal marijuana. I feel like, so this is where I, this is where we get off the facts because Abby's coming, she knows her stuff and now I'm just going to talk out of my butt probably. This is what we do. Yeah. (laughs) But I just, do you guys feel that like for kids that are super young now um, or not born yet, that it will be kind of like alcohol or anything else because it will have always been available. Like this kind of new, shiny, cool, you know... 100%. Uh, I don't I don't know the word I'm looking for, but do you feel like I feel like we're almost in like this post prohibition era of like excess? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Totally. Like where like oh the doors have been flung wide open, but it will normalize or am I being overly optimistic, do you think? I I had this conversation with a client and friend a couple weeks ago. We were, you know, kind of talking about this subject. And she said, you know, for our kids, and she's got a young, like, two-year-old, this just isn't even going to be a thing, right? Like, it, they're going to be around it. It's not going to have the stigma that it has. You know, for us, we grew up in the, you know, 80s, 90s. You guys are younger than me. But still, like, where it was like, you know sneaking around or you know whatever yeah exactly and so now this is just going to be part of life like you said like you know maybe having a glass of wine or something like that where um I know we we don't have it legalized for recreational use yet here in Oklahoma but I think you know that's sort of the natural progression right and even if it's not in that way you know it'll be around like you said gummies candy things like that um and you know it's just it's just this whole other thing now you know it's not like you know and I've even seen the the vaping pens or whatever it's not like you're literally like firing up a joint out behind the house you know I mean there's it's you don't you don't walk in with like a cloud of smoke behind you it's this very kind of subtle you know whether they know it's happening or not it's just going to always be around right yeah, I mean, I think, I do think that. Um, I think to a certain degree. And I don't know what that looks like because yeah. it's so different from kind of how we us. grew up, right? Um, <clears throat> I do think Abby's point about like the marketing is really interesting because, um, so I was very much, um, you know, on board with the idea of, of medicinal because I think it helps people. Sure. I think the data bears that out. I think people who've suffered. Um, can get relief with it Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but I'd be lying if I said I was like totally comfortable with this idea of like colorful gummies and candy and things. I mean, adults are adults and they should be allowed to do whatever they want, but we're kind of fooling ourselves if Mm -hmm. we think that a joint or a vape pen has the same appeal to a kid as a brownie or right. gummy or whatever else. I mean, obviously, kids are, <laughs> you know, my kids anyway, um, yeah, are going to be attracted to, to, mm-hmm. to the food and the candy. And that's a little bit, I think, what's different about – so so when we have this conversation of, like, what is the same and what is different, I think that's the part where it's different maybe than cigarettes and alcohol and where I think – eventually, if I'm looking way down the road, like as a society, I think we're going to kind of maybe have to come to terms with like, if, even if marijuana as a product, we agree is not this like horrible drug that we need to lock people up for years for possessing, Mm -hmm. which hundred percent, like at what point do we start to kind of 
hold them to the same standards that we've held people like the tobacco industry when it comes to packaging and, and advertising and things like that. I mean, I think that is a worthwhile conversation for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's where I kind of feel like, even though, you know, we're kind of all blissed out and kind of proud of the way Oklahoma's handled it. But I do feel like that's problematic because whenever it got rushed into it, there weren't the proper regulations. And so people were able to sweep in and kind of do whatever they wanted. But just like anything else, like I think it'll, like you were saying that it's the shiny new penny right now. Mm-hmm. I think that it'll, it'll calm down. I was able to talk to a mom entrepreneur who's a grower and, um, she and her husband came here from Oregon. And so, um, she, their children were born there and they came here and she was kind of taken aback by how much of a big deal it was here, you know, because it's been so normalized Mm -hmm. and um, like the gummies and all of those sort of things aren't really happening up there because that's, I think the reason why it got passed in Oklahoma is because the marketing and the campaigning was very much based on the medicinal aspect of things. It was that commercial of that kid having a seizure Mm -hmm. and needing this medicine Mm -hmm. for, um, you know, for his medical conditions. And those are the sort of things. And then all of a sudden it shifted into this, like, sort of kind of cartoon character, like, you know, dazed and confused thing. And it's like, if we could pull it back and educate our children about why it got passed in the first place, I feel like that's sort of the, the angle that, that I know as a parent that I'm taking is this is not bad. It is just not something you can have right now. And it's in forms that may look really um, attractive and enticing to you, but you need to stop what you're doing real quick, just like with anything else, and make sure that it's a good choice before you, and before you ingest body. it. Yeah. yeah. I um I remember the first conversation I had with my kids because it was on the night that it passed because we were we were listening to NPR and they were right there with me they were just you know I'm a news junkie and it's not unusual for that to be playing in the background and by the way this is how I've, I've whooped myself into a lot of awkward conversations <laughs> um, but this was one of them and so I was completely unprepared but when they heard it passed and um, you know they were talking about about the question. And my oldest just said, well, what is that? Like, what is that? And I said, you know, well, it's, it's a medicine. And, um, the reason it got passed is because like a doctor has to give you permission to be able to purchase it. And there's plenty of people that need it. And they know, I mean, my kids, my kids can understand what medicine is, Right. right. Um, they're at that age. So I'm, I would not be concerned, for example, if they were sold in pill bottles, if they were sold exactly. like, like that, I would, I, I don't have a fear yet. Right. And we don't have teenagers like stay tuned to this podcast in five years <laughs> and talk to me about it. But yeah, I was not concerned immediately about it. But then as it became clear to me, like, and I want to be clear too, like I'll give the growers and the, the, um, sellers the benefit of the doubt. Like I don't think that they are actively marketing to kids. Like I do, I want to be really clear. Like I don't believe that, but I believe that the marketing tactics that they've chosen are nonetheless appealing to kids. And so at a certain point, I would just be really interested in maybe at some point we could have a grower or a seller on the podcast because I just would be really interested to know like how they Mm -hmm. see themselves in the bigger picture. Do you know what I mean? So the grower that I interviewed, I asked her, you know, how do you feel about these sort of gummies, edible suckers? Um, and she said, and, it, you know, like it kind of just was like, oh, well, I guess you just kind of schooled me a little bit. She was like, well, I have small children, so I don't have that in my home. 
<laughs> and that was it. Right? You know? yeah. Like, it was just like, I, yeah. I mean, you know, like, my children would eat it without asking, so I don't keep that in my home. Uh, medicinal herb looks like medicinal herb. They, whenever they ask her what she does for a living, or if anybody asks, you know, like, her what she does, she's, they respond with, my mommy's a farmer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she came into it from actually farming, like, actual herbs, like, like you know, I'm talking, like, the standard basil, Parsley, cilantro. Parsley, <laughs> <and thyme. laughs> Yes. Oh, culinary <laughs> herbs. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, and so it was a quick shift I mean, I guess her. it can be a culinary herb, too. <laughs> I mean, but I know what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> a different kind of thing. Yeah, like, herb instead of herb. <laughs> but... Anyways, yeah, so that was her response whenever I asked, like, what do you, how do you deal with edibles? She's like, well, I don't keep them in my home. Okay, but I think you mentioned this at the top, like, because she doesn't keep it in her home does not mean that right. somebody else doesn't. And we've, we've talked on the podcast really openly, again, judgment-free zone, but about just, like, having the gun conversation with other parents or having any number of, con- like, do you let your kids walk by themselves to the park? If my kid's coming over to your house, is he or she going to be walking alone to the park? Like just questions like that you want to know or, mm-hmm. or I don't even want to call them tough conversations. Cause I, I feel like, like by force of will, we can collectively make them not tough as a society, but that, that sometimes feel like hard questions right. to ask of another parent. How, how does that fit in, do you think? Well, how I've always handled those conversations is I always offer up that information whenever people are coming to my house. And, like, so I will do a quick, we have a dog. He's not known to bite. Do you have any food allergies? I don't own any guns. Um, yeah, like, here's my stats. I yeah. will <laughs> have no more than two glasses of wine while in charge of your children. <laughs> but I will say, like... For some reason, having that conversation still feels a little taboo. Like, I haven't offered up that information. If I were to, I would feel really uncomfortable about it. But that said, like, of all those things I just named off, marijuana is the only one that isn't going to kill anybody. Okay, so let's go there. Because mm-hmm. I do think this is important, right? Like, I want to understand the risks. And and I, um, as not an expert, all, all my information's hearsay. But, but that is a point that you hear people... Um, you know, proponents of legalization, by the way, I realize this has like many arms into like the criminal justice system and social justice issues and all of those things. And, and they're real and we acknowledge them. We're not going to get into all of that today. Right. But, but a lot of the people that say like, why do you, why is this such a bad thing? Why are we punishing people? Why is it so clandestine and illegal when unlike even alcohol, we could say, um, at least once a year at rush week, I feel like we get a report of mm-hmm. some poor 18 year old kid that ends up dead or in a coma because of alcohol. Like you just don't hear those reports with marijuana, but is that, is, was that part of your research? Do you, can you speak to that at all? Can't speak to, I don't know if in the whole wide world anyone's sure. ever, like, overdosed on marijuana. Sure. And also, I don't think that factors into, like, accidents people have gotten to while they're high. Mm-hmm. So I can't say for sure. Um, but I can tell you that the stats are significantly different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably since it's just now become legal they'll probably start collecting that data now, which will be yeah. really important. Yeah, that is something you hear. Like, like because it's been so illegal, I mean, so illegal. Something's either illegal or not. 
Um, because it's been illegal, um, you we don't have the data, right? And so I think for those of us who are like a genuine curiosity about this kind of stuff, I heard, and you guys tell me if you heard this or if I made it up, I heard that there was like one or two universities that had like some special dispensation from the federal government to like grow and study. Have you heard this? I'm going to find it. If, I, yeah, if, I if I'm not making this up, we'll, we'll maybe link it up on the show notes or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I just found that so fascinating because it's like even even as we acknowledge that like as society, I shouldn't say, like was was saying this is a really bad thing. Like we still had a curiosity about mm-hmm. studying it and researching it. So. I, I do know, and this doesn't in regards to children, this is about adult users of alcohol and uh, marijuana, is once Colorado – well, okay – we can also talk about the money that's funneling into these states that's going towards yeah. education. But real quick, like Colorado's done research that since they've legalized rec, there's um, the alcohol consumption has decreased. I don't have like the specific stats on that, yeah, but that makes sense. You know, it's like one or the other, right? I mean, or more, more evened out levels of one if you're going to do the other, right? So what about the money? Because I want to know that. Because I don't even actually maybe know. Because the way that the state question was marketed to us, which was very much, as you say, on this, um, like, how to help very sick people, including epileptic epileptic Mm -hmm. children, you know? Um, I don't feel like we got a ton of airtime on the... Like that, like the financial side of it. But I understand that it's taxed at a really high level. Do you know anything about like where that money goes in other states? Maybe. I I don't know. Like the actual again, it may be one of those situations where it didn't completely get flushed out because mm-hmm. it was such a quick turnaround. I know that just talking of like what I saw was it was going to education for yeah. children. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's also what was said for the casinos. And I can't say that I've seen any mm-hmm. actual, like, number being thrown around for those either. So, I don't know. Unfortunately, in Oklahoma, sometimes I think education is a buzzword because what are we still 49th in the nation yeah. of um, our education woes? And so, um, I don't know. I think it would be interesting, though, for, you know, like, people like us whose children are in the public school system to ask those questions and hold our government accountable for those questions and and ask where that money is going. So is it similar, again, like, like a cigarette tax? Is that just, it's just a high tax that... Well, I mean, Supposedly you're paying. It was like over fifteen percent, you guys. Like, I, re- I mean, uh, what's I what is was, what are cigarettes? Oh, I, I have no idea. Yeah. But, but I mean, like significantly higher than. So in Oklahoma, our normal sales tax is like eight percent. Right. So uh, double that. I don't know mm-hmm. something like that. For sure, it's high, and and that's why I kind of wondered, like, where does it go? Mm-hmm. Where does that money go? Yeah. Because it, you hear, I mean, if there's, well, what did you, how many dispensaries did you say were in Tulsa County? 150. Wow. So it's a booming business. Yes. <laughs> we should find that Where money. Where are those tax dollars? <laughs> Show going. me the money. Okay. So as you were doing your research for your article, was there anything that surprised you? Or is there any other information that we've kind of not touched on yet that you want to kind of share with us? Well, I think that... The, the the biggest takeaway for me is, like, anything else, like, talk to your children. Like, talk to your kids about what is happening in the world and um, 
and don't make it so taboo and then it won't be. You know, the grower that I talked to who has the small children, um, she was very much like, I don't think that in 10 years, like my children are going to think anything different about me having a glass of wine as, you know, me having a medicinal herb or whatever. Um, and also, but like be an adult, like don't be stupid in front of your kids. Like as you wouldn't like being drunk around your kids is not okay. Right. You know, like being high around your kids is not okay. If you're using it as you're supposed to and why medicinal herb is what it is and why you have to have a prescription and why you have to talk to a doctor about it, is that something that you do in your home to help an ailment or a, whether it's for your anxiety or your sleeping or whatever, like if you're doing it in a way that is prescribed by a doctor, just like any other prescription, it's going to be done in an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. Well, and isn't that, you know, kind of where we were talking about before, just like sort of the, the sort of whole taboo around it, you know, I have no problem taking melatonin at night to help me sleep. And we've talked about it on the podcast before. I've got insomnia, I've got anxiety, I've got all those things, but I would really... You know, and I have considered getting a card to help with the insomnia and, but, but it, for some reason there's this like block in my head, like, oh, but you know, but then what if somebody woke up in the night and I couldn't like function? And I'm like, I mean, I can take Advil PM and function. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be fine. Right. I yeah. mean, same or better probably. Which so. is, which I think is like why you have to have a medical license, right? right. Because you have that conversation with a medical professional and you say, like, what here's is what my, I'm afraid of. yeah, here's yeah. what I'm afraid of, which is why I need it, <laughs> like, yeah. by the way. Like, <laughs> the fact that I'm worrying <laughs> incessantly about needing it probably means I need it, right? <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. I have anxiety. Like, <laughs> and, this is, yeah. and I'm anxious about these things and these are my questions. And so that's what, like, um, I, you know, I'm super progressive, I feel like, and I have all the feelings about people being able to make their own choices. And I feel like, Uh, marijuana is a very healthy substance opposed to a lot of unhealthy substances that are legal. And I think that if you can lean into those, that's really good. And if you can do it in a responsible way, that's going to help normalize it. What I don't like is, um, all of the marketing and all of the packaging and all of the things that are going to children. And so those are why you're having to have, you don't have to have a conversation with your kids about why you're having Advil PM right? because there's not a (laughs) billboard on your way to school advertising like that. It's super fun, (laughs) you know, but that's where we are now in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's important to lean into it, have those conversations with your kids to avoid, you know, any mishaps that Mm -hmm. may occur. Um, my biggest takeaway and what I would urge everyone to have a conversation with their kids about is what it is and also just making them aware of what the THC sign looks like. I mean, that's, that's a-, a great tip because I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, and I've had the conversation because, you know, there, there's even just vitamins that are gummies or melatonin that's a gummy and they shouldn't have that either, you know, or you can't have more than a little and their vitamins are gummies. So, I, you know, it's like, like I've had to explain to them, like you get one of these in the morning. You can't, this is not candy. And then I have some, you know, supplements or things that I take that are gummies. And it's like, you know, so just extending that and saying, you know, there's all kinds of things that you shouldn't have just because it looks like candy. And I I don't know if there's a differentiation between like vitamin versus, you know, that symbol, but maybe just say like, if I give it to you, don't eat it. Or, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What the- and and specifically, as we're kind of, our topic is like 10 and under. Yeah. Like, there's a sure. whole different teenage conversation that luckily we don't have to have yet. And hopefully we can have that conversation with our veteran mothers and fathers 
um, at a later date along with, you know, like iPhones. But, <laughs> but I think that's a great point. Like vitamins, like my kids aren't going to, there are vitamins on my counter right now and my kids aren't going to dig into that. Right. You know, so, and they're appropriately have child safety locks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think normalizing it in a, in a way that puts it into the category of other things that you can't have because it's not good for you mm-hmm. right now. You know, like, it's not good for you to have these things. I mean, talking about data, like, there is data that it is very bad for minds that aren't fully developed to have marijuana. They should not be having it. Tell your kids that, mm-hmm. you know, be like, this is something that we can talk about whenever you're older and that, you know, you can engage in if you need it. Here are reasons why you would need it. Here are things that it can help you with. But right now, your body is growing and you do not need to have these things, even if they're like wrapped up in a chocolate bar. But <laughs> totally. I guess that's the other thing, too, is I talked to the the um, grower um, who is a mother. And like I said earlier, she was very much like, I don't have that in my home because I have small children, you know, so. And we would hope that that logic, or at least if you do have it, it's put away where your kids can't find it. But then, like we said, you know, we, we did an episode a few weeks ago about sleepovers and having that awkward conversation before your kid goes to somebody else's house, you know, like, do I need to have the specific conversation with my kid before they can come over? Or, you know, what are those boundaries? Um, because yeah, if they say, well, yeah, we have that, it's in our cabinet, then you definitely want to like have that conversation with your kid before they go to the house. Mm -hmm. Or if that's a, if that's a deal breaker, then don't go, you know? I mean, if you feel uncomfortable asking specifically about it, you can just say, are all medicines locked up and out of reach of your children. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can lump it in just like anything else as a medicine because truly that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So what do we do? Um, what, where do we send people if they want more information? You mentioned a few other states had good resources. And we'll because, link up to all that in our show notes. Yeah. Uh, we'll find those links and put them in there. And then if there's any specific sites you want to call out. I do. So like I said, Oklahoma does not have these things yet. Um, however, the best resource that I found was the childrenscolorado.org. And, um, like I said, my research was very much based upon my, selfishly my children and their ages. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gives you like specific to your children about marijuana with like touch points, marijuana safety in the home with touch points. And then there's a whole different website for teens and marijuana that teens can access to find out information about it so i mean like i said that who we're looking towards as like the best way they've been there they've done it they've got the experience to like you know how many i don't know how many years has it been legalized in those states i don't even know like well actually in oregon and, it was legalized in 1999 and in colorado 2000 wow okay. wow yeah they're like the high school senior and we're like the <laughs> freshmen yeah look to them for some good advice yeah perfect All right, well, we'll link up to all that stuff. Thank you, Abby. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. We need to eat our charcuterie. Yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Bye.